Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen. I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Should we do some trials and triumphs, ladies? Let's do them. Do you want to go first, Caroline? Let's see. My triumph, this is sort of a trial and a triumph. So we, when we bought our house, we knew that the bedroom was very much lacking in clothing storage Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably about 10. I would have moved out. Already moved out. Sorry. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) But there there were like multiple ways that I felt like we could you know, we could build like sort of a built-in wardrobe on one wall. That was my plan at one point. I thought we can just like do a ton of drawers. Anyways, I sort of have had multiple iterations of adding clothing storage, but we knew we would have to do it. Marie Kondo prefers the fold over the hang. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a great point. Interlude. <laughs> because we really, it only has one closet, like proper closet, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not huge. Taryn would think it's tiny. It's probably equivalent to our old house, which we each had about probably four feet of space. And so we still have that about. I'm so Um, sorry. So So at one point I was like, well, maybe I can put um, all of my clothes in that. We can build sort of something against the wall for Will. Anyways, long story short, we sort of ended up, we'll share the closet and just hang each have like limited hanging space store off season in the basement and then we'll build like a big sort of huge expanse of drawers that will hold all of our drawers so just down that long wall yes parallel to your bed yes correct you would have a bank of drawers yes and i really i actually really wanted to do a built-in l-shaped dresser and just have like this big kind of console and we can do mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of display stuff on top but then just have like tons and tons of drawer space well i had a carpenter um oh no. do it mm-hmm. quote it uh, um yeah and like draw me plans and stuff and i was very particular i wanted it to be kind of inspired mid-century you know mid-century inspired like look like it could have been original um and it would be something we would like leave there i want it to be mounted to the wall and be like really like a fixture kind of it was just stupidly expensive, and so I could not, in good conscience, give us the, the number, like eighty five hundred dollars. Mm. Mm. Just seemed like almost ten grand for dressers mm-hmm. is like pretty nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so so when are you submitting the drawings to me so I can have it made for you by Bella Designs? Why don't we'll you just one. do a long run from IKEA like you did in your living room? Oh, yeah. So that was another plan. The issue with the IKEA is I so the 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 size that we have in our living room I liked, but it's only twenty inches tall, Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like that was enough height, you know, to get like all of our Mm -hmm. clothes in, like because it's really only that would only be two drawers deep, right? And so we would really only have four drawers each, and I didn't want to do the actual kitchen cabinets because they go all they they would kind of like go to the floor. And I just felt like it would look too kitcheny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Like I wanted it to look like a more cabinet. airy, like floating kind of, I guess. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like the style. I thought it would just look too Have you been on much. that IKEA hack website? Yes, I tried multiple things. I thought I just, maybe they were buying. I've never been on it, but people talk about it. I thought maybe there might be something there for you. No. I did all sorts of stuff in their kitchen designer and just nothing that I was like super happy with. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up doing is just ordering two. Actually, I kind of got this idea from a Ballard product that we're coming out with where it's a single item, but because of the flush sides, you can stick them next to each other and mm -hmm. build it out. So I ordered two mid-century dressers and we just stuck them next to each other and put them up against the wall. They just came last night. And you love them? Yes. Oh. I put all my clothes in them, y'all. It was so liberating oh my gosh it's everything is Marie kondo and like vertical it looks so tidy of course I always start off really tidy and then a year from now I know it'll probably not be tidy and I'll have to redo it again but yeah. it's okay every six months you have to recondo the drawer yeah mm -hmm. but I even have two empty almost empty drawers no two drawers that are Last like a quarter full a are you gonna full. goldfish fill them up what does that mean well, our president here always jokes about our building. You know, everyone always needs more space. We uh, always need more racking. We always need more this. He's like, no, y'all are like goldfish. You you grow to the size of your bowl. I'm not going to give you more space because you'll just fill it up with junk. So that's fair. Are you going to fill those drawers? Uh, I'm going to try to not. I, I was going to go shopping. Karen wants to store some things. Karen is already planning her next trip to Final Cut. <laughs> um, no. I pulled a bunch of stuff that I had been hanging and have put it in the drawer. I used to have a bunch of jeans hanging and I've put all almost all of my pants, except for more dressy pants that I don't want to risk getting wrinkled in the drawer. Mm -hmm. So I have a whole drawer of almost entirely jeans. Mm -hmm. I have a whole drawer of just sweaters, which is amazing. And you're like, so happy. Even my, you are happy. Even my like underwear drawer looks great. It's mm -hmm. like it looks like when you go to the bra shop and like all of your stuff is like it's not crammed in there. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I put all of a lot of accessories and like jewelry. It just it's great. And here's another trial turn triumph. So when we packed up our old house, we knew we were moving in with our in-laws, and so I only pretty much packed one duffel worth of clothing mm -hmm. and you forgot a hairbrush i remember all that. Yes. <laughs> yes and my thought was it's one month it's fine it's no big deal well then of course we move into our house but we didn't really have anywhere to put our clothes so i only had two drawers count them two two drawers because we were splitting will and i were splitting one dresser for all of my clothes so i never really unpacked your duffel my Aside from, yeah, I unpacked that one duffel, but I never unpacked any of my other clothes. So I finally unpacked all of my clothing and I'm like, I have so much stuff. Who needs to go shopping? I have like all these nice new things feeling. that I haven't seen in so long. So that was very exciting because I just, I feel as though I gained a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> you did. Yes, you did. Although it, it does sort of make you realize that I actually got a along pretty well with just the one duffel you know i mean there were a few things that i missed mm. but you kind of realize as you much as yes. we have you don't need as much That's as you think very you true need, it's so. the 80 20 rule you're probably wearing 20 percent of your clothes 80 percent of the time except for taryn right and it was also a good a good chance to throw out a bunch of stuff that i knew i probably was too worn out or whatever so anyways i will 
if anyone cares about this, I will take photos of my drawers because I actually find <laughs> I want to see the, it all styled out with the two side by side. I need to get some lamps. We can finally hang our art. I want to do some, you know, she's not ready for her photo Yes, okay. I'm not. Okay, I haven't styled it yet. So I, but I will post when I have styled it. Okay, out. good. But I'll maybe take a picture and just show the two of you the. Okay. Until your camera ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Anyways. <laughs> it, mine is a trial and trial together, so it's good. I actually had bought, I th- might have mentioned it, I had bought two panels because um, I was determined to um, hang my shower curtain to the ceiling like mm-hmm. all these designers love do. Love that. And I just love the way it makes a wall. And I did it in my guest bathroom, which is... Um, is this also Elliot's bathroom? Yes. Okay. It is the pa- bathroom I painted black, thanks to Miles. Right. <laughs> and I love it. And I hung art and I got new, you know, I got citron colored um, or chartreuse colored towels and like everything else is black Wait, and white. Wait, the towels themselves are chartreuse? Or is yes. it like a chartreuse band? No, it's the whole towel <gasps> layered with a black and white towel. Anyway, oh. I've loved I've loved the bathroom, but I never I had a old, older shower curtain I that worked, but I finally upgraded and got these. Um, they're kind of a creamy panel that had big black pom poms. Cute. And so it kind of was playful, kind of childish in a way, which I think works with Elliot using that one as well. And they weren't precious in any way, uh, but added texture. So um, I got them too long and I had a co-worker of ours who is very handy sew them up for me and added the That's pleating nice. trim to the back of them so that I can pleat them um, in different ways I can do big pleats so I did oh. the um, so I got the four prong hooks to go in so I can do different pleats at the top which I don't is, know what any of these words mean what do you That's mean cool pleating. reverse so there is a tape you can buy okay that has um that you sew to the back side of your panels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just learned about it from her. And um, you give her a s- shout out. Who, who are you talking yeah, who about? Who is this coworker? Brittany White. Oh, oh yes. Brittany. Brittany is fantastic. She used to work for Vera Wang in New York. She's fan- so she knows all sorts of seamstress things that wow. you know. So she's handy. She's very handy. So of course, me asking her to draw st- or you know sew a straight <laughs> line on a panel, she was like, "You know, this will take two minutes, right?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, but thank you." <laughs> um, so um, she was the one who told me about this pleating tape that helps you to actually do big pleats, and you have the options because it has awesome. what's well, the tape is actually just a big thick band, and then. On that are itty bitty slots uh-huh. that are every like quarter inch. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a lot of slots, maybe a little bigger than that. But so then you buy, you know, the hooks we drapery yeah, hooks, drapery yeah. hooks that we our panels come with like a one hook. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. You can get it so they have like four little fingers and the hook. And so the four fingers allow you to go in and out of these little slots how you want, and it will pleat the front. Does this oh, make sense? Oh, yeah. Interesting. So it well, gives certainly you flexibility. This is in some ways, how the a, an actual seamstress does it, right? They have to have some method. I don't think they use the hook. I think they would. I think they actually pleat it, sew it with together, sew it, and true. then you put one hook. Mm-hmm. Got this it. Al- yeah. This probably has a more flowy look and a less tailored because you're the one kind of mm-hmm. building the pleat well, it's out. Not pressed in. But you're it works perfectly for meticulous. what I'm doing because I'm just doing it as a shower curtain. So I bought the two liners. I bought the two panels. And because I wanted to do the split in the middle versus doing one big long one. And the pleating took out a lot of width. Um, so My gosh, I need to do this. I've been playing with it. And so the trial kind of is 
it looks great. I hung this and it looks great, but my two liners are the full width of my shower. Does that make sense? Chop one in half. So I got to chop. I do, um, but it's like I, I wanted to hang them up for this party. And do you need ready. two liners? No, I could chop it in half. And I could but but why do you need two in general? Because I wanted to split it in the middle so the person pulls from the middle. Well, are you, are you ever going to move the panels? The panels stay where they are all the time, right? No. They no, right now I have them all on one rod versus two separate rods. Oh. So the outside is moving with the inside. So I need to get, get a separate rod. So I'm going to get a separate rod. So to your point, I only need one inside and the two on the outside can just stay. But I like how it kind of yeah. splits in the middle. So I kind of like the split. Well, I had, I had mine split, but I just had one liner and it was pushed down to one end, one but they were on side. separate rods. Oh, so when you came in the room, you'd put the two panels together. So it was a wall of curtains in front of your No. Chair. Oh. But it could have been. But I liked mine open because you know how controlling I am about how they, they, they oh, yes. uh, what do you call, fall. I like mm-hmm. them to be very specific when they fall. So I, they were stationary, my two sides. Mm-hmm. And then I had the liner on a different rod just behind one of those sides. Got it. So the person got stepped in through the middle. And then, yes, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right now it's like the liner and the all together. curtain are all sliding on the same mm-hmm. rod. So mm-hmm. anyway, it was just the number of holes in the shower curtain. So I actually folded it back on itself oh, in the smart. meantime. Oh, yeah, just it doubled it over. I just doubled it over. That's so, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> so I didn't have to sew because, again, I've probably worn out my welcome with Brittany. Do you really even need to change it? Um I don't know if I will. No, it's don't. I mean, I mean, he's not showering. Who cares? Right. That's true. He's not pulling it. We're just taking baths in there. Um, but it's still, it's doing it does, unless it looks weird or something. Why, it why doesn't would you look weird to, from the outside. No, you can't tell. No, because you doubled it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so smart. On the so that back. was really the only thing. Uh, here's my question: Do you mm-hmm. ever wash? Is it like a plastic liner? Or is it one of those washable ones? It's a washable one. So is it going to be annoying to have to remove it? Mm-mm. From the top, do you have to get no, a ladder? No, because I still have the, I have the normal rings that hook on themselves, the ones that slide along. So all you have to do is open up the ring and pull off the. But you still have to get up high to pull it off. The, yeah, but how often are you washing? I that? do that, but I don't. Yeah, you know. I just was no, going to say I'm that. I'm asking honestly, how often do you wash that? Yeah. Well, if I have to get up on a ladder, probably once a year. But what if do I you can have just, as a liner? Well, in our old house, now granted, we had nine foot ceilings, so it's a little bit higher. But I had. The one shower curtain rod that was more decorative that you could kind of see at mm-hmm. the top, right? But then I also had just one of those twisty cheapo ones from Home Depot that was lower. Right. So, so I could I take it on and liner. off easier. Yeah. So, I mean, it mm. your way probably looks better all the time because if mine aren't closed, then you see the dinky mm. one that holds the liner. But... It made it easier to pull it off and uh replace it. Like I would just go to um, Ikea and get cheap ones and either replace them or wash them. And I just, I personally felt like if it was too high, then I would be less likely to do that and my liner would be gross. But that was also a shower we were using. Every day. Every day. Everyone was was using all day. And you're not really doing that with him because he's Mm -hmm. not, he's taking a bath, not a shower. So that sounds cool, man. Yeah, Yeah. it looked great. Anyway, that was my point. I got a photo. But my trial was that, it's a bathroom you walk in, it's the sink right ahead, you know, you can see it to your left, showers to the right, and then there's the toilet behind the sink. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. And then straight ahead is the small window. Well, now, after I got the panels hung, and then I have all this beautiful art, and it's black, and it's this cute little box, and straight ahead, I just have my blinds, and I was like, well, dang it. 
now that's what I'm looking at. It went project. from, yeah, it went from like, oh, I need to fix those, you know, the shower curtain to now I need something for the window. Well, so, give them a baby cookie. steps. Yes. Yeah. Baby steps. And do you have to put something on the window? I think I'm going to do a little um, uh, balance, or balance mm-hmm. out of the same panel, the little extra that was oh, cut off. so smart. Just itty bitty, something just mm-hmm. straight, nothing pleated, nothing crazy. So you so already have a blind looks. on there. I do a blind, so Got I don't it. need blinds. I don't need Roman shades, technically speaking. So yeah. this is the cheapest way. I might just put up a little balance to give it a little bit of... That's so you don't look at the street wall ahead and be like, that's plain. So, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. Yep. Cool. Yep, yep. Okay, Karen, sorry. Your turn. Okay. Um, I am trying to grow a cutting garden. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I know nothing about, I'm trying to teach myself how to do things in the yard by trial and error, mostly error. The boxwoods. The box, well, the boxwoods were my fault, but we did have a complaint that I went on too, too long about the boxwoods. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> But so I have this uh, uh, an area in the back in my backyard that used to have like hydrangea and hosta, and since we redid the backyard, it's too bright and all that stuff was just getting way too much sun, which made me think, well, I could probably grow flowers in this bed because it's getting mm-hmm. a lot of sun, and I really would like flowers I could cut and put in my house, therefore a cutting garden, mm-hmm. which generally cutting gardens aren't very pretty to look at, right? Because you're chopping them and they're not uniform and blah blah blah. They're they're utilitarian. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. So I did a lot of research because I know nothing. And I got some bulbs. And then I also found this place um, that sells basically a sort of a pre-assorted cutting garden for you, seeds, in a jar, a can. That's cool. Right? Um, because I was trying to figure out, okay, what's good for my zone, blah, 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 blah. Well, you could go to this place. And it's called Renee's, I think. I can give you a link. And there's a can, and it has a whole cutting garden in it. And you just you prep Spring. your soil and stuff, yeah. and you sprinkle it out. So I got my bulbs. And I have been asking everyone that I know, like, what do you know about? So they're bulbs, not seeds. No, I have both. Oh, okay. So I also got my bulbs. I did all this online research of where to get them and what to get, blah, 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 blah. Of course, I went to Martha Stewart because I felt like Martha knows everything about gardening. So I got recommendations <laughs> from her on where to get my bulbs and the different place to get my seeds. So I've, I've decided to put them in the same bed. I'm just trying it. I don't know what's going to happen. But then people are telling me, oh, squirrels. We have a rampant squirrel issue in Atlanta, especially mm. in my yard, that they're very smart. And I've read this one article. This guy said he planted 200 tulip bulbs and he saw there were squirrels outside, but he went outside and checked and he could feel all the bulbs still on the ground until spring came and 200 maple trees came up because they took every bulb and replaced them all with acorns. Squirrels, what? squirrels, squirrels. Why? So I have, I'm obsessed about I this. I don't believe this old man. How do you know as an old man? I don't know. Young it just man. sounds like a crazy old man who has time to go check his bulbs in the yard. I don't know. After you've planted 200 bulbs, girl, you're going to go check them too. It <laughs> I, takes a lot of time. I planted, I've planted 200 bulbs and it did not occur to me that squirrels would eat them and they all came up. Um, okay. So I have a lot of squirrels. I know I do. I see them. So I planted my stuff. And so I was asking around looking like ways to prevent this. Chicken wire? And so I put down chicken wire and um, also cayenne pepper. Oh. They do not like cayenne pepper. It does not bother <laughs> birds. You can also put cayenne pepper in your bird feed because you know, oh squirrels God, will try funny. to get in all your bird feed, but they don't like cayenne pepper, so they'll leave your bird feed alone and just the birds What about it. the birds? Do the birds like cayenne Birds pe- don't care. It doesn't bother the birds. It doesn't hurt their stomachs? Mm-mm. Okay. 
You can even do it with chickens, and then you get, like, red egg yolks. Uh, why would you want red egg yolks? Because they look cool. I don't know. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, see? Obvi. A okay. bloody yolk. Anyway, <laughs> so I did this. I cayenne peppered it. I put my thing down, and then it rained. And I went out after the rain, and you could see that between the little holes of the chicken wire, they were digging in there. There were probably six or seven. So I, I then ordered a five a five pound container of cayenne pepper holy which i re-sprinkle every time after it rains now and i have all these little like sprouts coming up but there's not it's not really all supposed to come up until next year but because yeah. we're in the fall here in atlanta we're allowed to do <clears throat> that. me this mm. my answer's gonna be i don't know <laughs> me this she her back here's gonna be chili soup is what i'm hearing <laughs> yeah it's gonna be delicious <laughs> all the flowers will be red but okay bulbs are Sort of the point of bulbs, mm. and I could be wrong, but in my opinion, is they come up every year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are you going to have to do this every year? Mm-mm. It's just until they set the first time or yes. they grow the first time? And then what happens next year? This all stuff goes to seed and regrows the flowers. Oh. The cutting garden flowers. That's but great. But tulips are... That's a fantastic... Well, tulips you have to reap because of our zone, but... Yeah, yeah. Not that. But there's certain okay. bulb types that... Right, like daffodils. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering is... Do this girls, will they come back next year? I don't know. But someone else told me, this sounds insane, you guys, but this is more insane than uh what you're already suggesting. A very close friend who is (laughs) a gardener and used to have a greenhouse. She was telling me that when they plant certain things, they have to be very sly about it. So the squirrels don't see them do it. Because they will come and dig it up and eat it. I am not kidding. I'm sorry, but she this goes is out after the dark, silliest thing I've ever heard. They're very smart, girl. I'm telling you, I did not know. I don't, and I hate them. <laughs> and I hate them. I planted maybe not 200, but a lot one year, mm. and I wouldn't say that all of them came up, but probably. 80 percent i love that you were you're that it did not even occur to me that squirrels would left home you're out back sprinkling <laughs> cayenne every time i'm showing taryn oh, little leaves that are sprouting up you are getting sprouts look it at looks you. awesome girl mm-hmm. it's so i'm taking photos so by next spring well maybe we'll have something you can document to see. it all mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it oh i love gosh, it the chili soup look right I... there you can see a hole in the you can see right there where they went oh they're the... yeah see look right they're there. relentless that's uh, all. That's good luck. Good, yeah. that's good luck. Triumph all rolled into one. Who knows? Okay. It's Squirrels. a pending triumph. triumph. <laughs> triumph, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm excited. I am too. What are the plants? Are they? They're, they're not tulips. Yours aren't tulips. I do have some tulips. I have some anemones. I have something else. I can't remember the name. Um, and then the things that are in the cutting garden, I can't remember. <laughs> that's awesome. But she'll well, make us an arrangement come spring. Yes. yes. Okay. Exactly. For my next event, she'll be arranging flowers. <laughs> Just like She'll Chrissy. cut them, you'll arrange them, and I'll party. It'll all work out quite well. Who's going to cook? Ooh, we, Ina. <laughs> Ina. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay, let's get to our guest. Okay, let's do it. So we are here today in outside of Philadelphia near our K 
King of Prussia store, and we are talking to interior designer Jennifer Nanny. She is the owner of Rittenhouse Home, and y'all do luxury interior design. We do. Here in the area. And, okay, I read on your website that your business started as a furnishing store. Is that right? Technically, it started as my hobby, being a stay-at-home mom and having an eye for design and wanting to be an entrepreneur. And I just was always a purveyor of beautiful things. So it kind of organically came to be. So so you started the store and then expanded it into the design or I the opposite actually I started Uh as a design consultant as an interior designer and it then um I think that baby lasted it was actually Kayla Ray designs at the time I had two daughters um Michaela and Madison Ray so Kayla Ray came to be an LLC in 2010 and Rittenhouse Home then became Rittenhouse Home in 2014 and that was my retail storefront which oh, is kitchen gotcha. bath and interiors you do a lot of bath or um kitchens yeah. on your we I were do. you know looking through your portfolio and your instagram and i feel like that's a, the place where you really it's like where my heart is oh yeah. really <laughs> is it in the kitchen yes i'm italian so i feel like food and family and friends are mm-hmm. like three really important things that you can't have without mm-hmm. that you can't be without and so and i think that's the heart of the home so i think it all starts there and then the interior is kind of flow from that space so the hub yeah mm-hmm. 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 so what what's going on in kitchens right now what are you in love with oh goodness gold <laughs> uh-huh um, <laughs> gold where everywhere yeah. well you know i think that's like a fine line because mm-hmm. it can become you know overpowering but in the right places it's just so amazing and i like to say it's not your grandmother's brass it's not your grandmother's gold but it's the brush gold and um just these accents, I think, the faucets and mm-hmm. the lighting and the I've hardware. I've seen it on the appliances, too. The yes. appliances are now yeah. coming out with gold knobs or gold handles or they, mm-hmm. copper, they even. They're like little jewel pieces mm-hmm. that have, like, these, you know, the power to make these amazing meals and the, the BTUs to pump out what chefs are doing. And so you really – they can look pretty in your kitchen if you like to have some takeout and just be around pretty things. Or they can actually <laughs> do the deed. And look pretty. Yeah. So when you're using brass or gold finishes, do you mix them with – like, because I think people get get hung up on, okay, I have stainless appliances. How does that work with gold? Or Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or maybe they're all paneled. Maybe your appliances are all paneled. But your oven's not going to be paneled. Yeah, that's true. But the the ones I've seen are – Some of them are enameled. Yeah, enameled oven. Right. Is that what's happening? It is. So it's a little bit of both. Mixing metals is a great way to go. And I think my own personal style and my own personal portfolio is that I like to have some timeless traditional, but the updated timeless traditional, and then marry in the trends so that really you're never really looking at when you walk into the the space that you've renovated and you've, you've spent a considerable amount of investment in, you're not in a time warp. And in 10 years from now, it's not going to look like you did it 10 years later. Uh-huh. It's you, you pick up a little trend, you pick up a little timeless, you pick up a little, you know, staple, and it all marries into this beautiful space. Yeah. And so, yes, to your point that nowadays a lot of things are paneled so that you don't have the big, huge stainless steel refrigerator. And yes, to the fact that all of the appliances are now having all these custom, you can customize them. Decor is my favorite right now and trending because it's married the um, 
the electronics and all the gizmos and gadgets to help you cook, even if you can't cook. It gives you the ability to follow recipes and, and gives you all of those um, temperature alerts and helps you cook, helps you be a better cook. And it also looks really great. So they have all the enamel finishes, options you can actually pick. Um, your choice of Benjamin Moore paint color, or Pantone color. So um, you can. Uh, yes, it's. Oh, I mean, wow. So this is an actual awesome. range. It's so, a range, and what I think that what they've done is ingenious. And they're first in their class is that their wall ovens um, have the ability to have the same enamel as well. Uh, so typically, like the wall ovens, the double ovens, mm-hmm. and a lot of people who have back problems or taller, they want to have instead of they like the cooktops, and then they like to do the double ovens because right. it's within reach. Right. Typically, those have only had options of being stainless steel. So regardless of how pretty everything else was, you still were stuck with the stainless steel event that was going on. But Decor has now introduced the full line of the range it's called the heritage collection and so the, there's a range and there's all the um, other appliances such as the double ovens and the warming drawers that all follow suit so wow it's really exciting stuff yeah um, as any a designer, color I'm you want psyched yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> how what's a lead time same as anything else right uh-huh. yeah nothing crazy right yeah you know, a few that weeks really neat right that is so cool um i wanted to speak to you also i feel like you glam up any kitchen. That's true. You like a little glamour. I do. Girl, I glam. <laughs> How does one glam up a kitchen? Oh, wow. What are the things that make it? Pop? It's all about the jewelry, right? You can pick out the perfect black dress, but the black dress is only as good as, you know, it on your body fit. But you need the earrings and you need the shoes. So in the kitchen, you need the the accoutrements. You need the hardware. You need the lighting. You need a you need a backsplash. You and sometimes hardware. I have. I don't know if you saw it on my site, but I do have a um, armoire event that's a refrigerator freezer, and I have these chromone bolt gold, the gold hardware with a really large crystal knob. Mm-hmm. So there's any. There's always a way to. Clean those it are up. really cool. Yeah. yeah, I remembered those because I've never seen them with a crystal knob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would think. I know. Well. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that you like it to be glammed up because it's a workspace or do you just like glam stuff? That's a really good question. Um, but for me, it's I'm just a girl's girl. It's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Well, because, you know, I do think kitchens are are very, in, well, not industrial, but like utilitarian a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Right. And so because they're very utilitarian, but then your living room is usually very soft and inviting they don't always marry well together because they're so different. So, right. And there's very little fabric in a kitchen usually. You know what I mean? Right. You've got a bunch of hard surfaces often adjacent to a lot of soft surfaces. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've right. got an open floor plan, you really have to fix that. One of the things I saw in on your site, in your portfolio, that I thought was so cool was a curved island with a dining table inset into the – Okay, tell, tell, tell everyone listening because they can't <laughs> you see describe it. it better than us. Yeah. So that's banquette seating is what we would formally call it. And it's done a lot, I think, in kitchen design because sometimes it's to have a table in the kitchen and to have a table in the dining room, it's redundant. And usually the kitchen is, you know, very in close proximity to the dining table or the dining room. So, you know, having these tables everywhere is is redundant and it takes up space so the idea is to have a a large kitchen that gives you all you know your space to to entertain and to 
have somebody needs to cook, somebody needs to wash the dishes. You need space to kind of move around. So you get to have all of those. And then your center island becomes your 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 space where you can sit. So it's mm-hmm. built in. And then your guests can be a part of the whole fun of cooking and drinking and eating and sampling. And you're kind of like right there in the mix, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. It was just cool because I'd, you know, I'd seen um, people butt a banquette up against a island just flat, but I'd never seen it around it. Yeah. That was fabulous. Now, details. <laughs> it's all the details. Mm-hmm. Now, as you, you know, gleam up a kitchen, and it's usually adjacent to another room, generally speaking, how do you bring that glam transition into, like, a living room? Light fixtures, a beautiful mm. chandelier. You can do it in the accessories in the bookcase. You can do it in fabrics, you know, a velvet, a chenille. There's so many ways to have subtle accents. Because I guess you're ones. right. Like a velvet or chenille would have a sheen right. almost. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And I haven't thought of it like that, like yeah. a velvet being a continuation of a shine from another room that you're wanting to pull together. Like yeah, it. like maybe a glass and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our chandeliers point. shouldn't match, right? I like to have everything different. Okay. No okay. matchy matchy here. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of questions about, okay, I can see these two rooms at the same time. Do the mm-hmm. rugs need to match? Do the lights need to match? You know, how do I make them work as a partner to each other but not a twin? Right, right. It's all how they marry. Yeah. So what 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 sort of rules do you normally follow? And maybe they're not real <laughs> clear. I mean, I hate the word rule, but guideline. everyone has a guideline for what they think works. I think no guideline is the guideline. <laughs> what? Yes. Throw it out. I think it's just what I, whenever I'm designing or whatever I'm selecting, sourcing, I just pick what I like. I pick what stands out to me, and then I put them together in a way that makes sense for them to flow throughout. A lot of my portfolio, I'm you know lucky enough and blessed enough to have large scale projects. So it's really project based and it's doing the kitchen, doing the open concept. The kitchen flows into the living area, the morning room, the dining room, and or I'm building you know new construction. So it's really about um, just putting it all together and just using the things that you love because they never they never become old. You're going to be looking at these things, you know, daily, every day. Right, right. So you need True. to be inspired by them. What trends are you seeing in kitchen design right now? I think right now the trend is the there's a lot of metal integration. So metal in the hood, mm. metal in the cabinets, whether it's in the, the molding detail, metal insert grills rather than the glass cabinets or the cabinets that have oh. the fancy mullions like the half moons and the seas. So I think metal is a really big um, trend right now. Mm-hmm. What's your kitchen look like? Um, <laughs> my kitchen's gold and white and a What do you mean blue. gold and white? What's gold in there? So I have a beautiful hood from Francois & Company, and the hood is over – the hood itself is made of solid brass and white marble of the corbels, and I have the white and gold Blue Star range. Um, wow. The kitchen with the – the crystal knobs, that's mine. <laughs> you get to enjoy those every day. I do, I do, I do. Um, but also, I think it's important to know I have five children, so I have the aesthetic in mind as well as the form and function. Uh-huh. So right. the crystal knobs are easy to clean. They're fixed so they can't turn and, and squeak and fall I'm trying and to find off. this on your Instagram. Is it on your Instagram? 
Yeah, I just I was featured in um, Philly Style magazine for it. And oh, wait. girl, Caroline, yeah. what? Well, I know. Um, I'm trying to find so these with, knobs. Okay, so having these, you know, five kids at home, I'm assuming <laughs> they're all at home still. Um, do you have anything when you designed the kitchen that you put like mm-hmm. down low for them so they had like oh. had a special area? I don't because yeah. I've heard people are putting in even like the fridge drawers down low now for their snacks, with, like kids just snacks. the kids snacks. Oh yeah, this the snack bar is is key. You know, yeah. mama has her area. Don't bother me when I'm cooking a meal. Go over there, get your juice box, get your mm-hmm. snack. Sure, yeah, that's definitely important. And do you have a place for them to, like, watch while you're cooking? Or is it, like, get out of the kitchen? <laughs> I have a really long island. Mm-hmm. I have uh, over 10-foot island. So they can come yeah. up, grab a seat, and that's where all the action's going, mm-hmm. going down. What are their ages? They are uh, 14 and 12-year-old girls, and the boys are 8, my um, eight, 6, and 3. <sighs> yeah. I'm exhausted. Wait. Wow. Whoa. Three to 14. Whoa. Yeah. Three, six, eight, 12, 14. Right. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Taryn well, and I are. Do you need a you nap? Know. Are you sure you want to continue the podcast? Because you could lie down. <laughs> or a cocktail. Or right, one of the two. So, yeah, if you can have both, you're really living That's large. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, are there, as, a, as an interior designer, you've got firsthand knowledge of how to build a house and design a house that's family friendly? Yes. Right? Absolutely. What are some things that we need to be doing if we have got kids running around? So fabrics, fabrics have come such a long way. So there's amazing hospitality grade fabrics now that don't look like, you know, your hotel fabrics or your doctor uh-huh. office type, you know, vinyls. Right. There's chenilles that are, I call them, I call them magic fabrics. And I do these demos in my showroom and my clients are like, no, stop. <laughs> we, they, everybody loves like, you know, that trends, the darker floors, the lighter walls, white, 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 white. And everybody wants white upholstery. But everyone's, like, screaming scared of it. And you should be. But, like, those days are over now. I call them magic fabrics. I sample wine. And as we're sampling wine, we're usually having some during a presentation. So red wine, ketchup. The Krypton fabrics now have come such a long way. So it, it really, it's taken, it's taken on such a... There's so much more creativity now that can be had that's actually mm-hmm. function. Yeah, I just ordered a white sofa for myself with umbrella fabric. And the only reason I'm even comfortable doing it is because I know right. no matter what I do, it'll be okay. I'll be able to get it clean. Yes, exactly. D- Jennifer, do you have a white sofa? I do in my living room. Um, wow. I do in my living room, yes. But nobody, I, the kids know not to go in. Oh, they're not hey, allowed. That in works. The okay. <laughs> You're still living your beautiful. Everything. I mean, the walls are white. There's a lot of white. I don't have any white upholstery though. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did the grays, and my pop color in the the new house was blush. So I have the gray, white, and golden blush. With so many kids, and you know, I'm outnumbered by males at this point. Three boys and two <laughs> girls. I I wanted my my girly color. Uh-huh. <laughs> any pushback from your husband on that? No, you know, I feel like design is kind of sexy and can be, you know, interpreted in different ways. So while while like the pop colors are blush and, and feminine, the the lines that of the chairs or the the touch of the fabric is kind of sexy, and uh-huh. so that in itself is masculine. Men are attracted to that. So no pushback. He was happy to kind of take over. Let me take over. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Yeah. What's what's a sexy line? Oh, um, is it curvy or is it? Yeah, curvy or just you know n- unexpected. Uh huh. I think you know it could just be that that one element that you go. Oh wow, 
wow, that chair is like nothing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. What kind of rugs do you feel like are family friendly or in your family room? Um, wool. I, you know, wool is yeah. easy to treat, easy to clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I, I do like to add a little bit of viscose blend in there, again, because I'm – you know, the glam factors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, for those who don't know what that is, it just adds more of a sheen, sheen to yeah. the actual rug. It's like super soft. And too. softness, yeah. yeah. Your nursery yes. rug has that. Ooh. It's And you love it. I do. It's, well, for, you know, little kids crawling on their hands and knees and falling over. I mean, now she's learning to walk, so lots of <laughs> tumbles happening and... <laughs> I just, I, you know, I have a half a half inch memory from rug pad that yes. I love. Yes, you I do preach about, about it. Enough. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Um, Easy on the knees. It is fabulous. And then the viscose um, rug, it just is so soft. I mean, we just sit in there in her nursery all the time, just watching her. <laughs> Staring <around>. at her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she is busy. Oh, okay. There's no staring going on. There's uh. don't like... Nosedive into that. And, you know. <laughs> but if she did, because of my rug pad, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. Yeah. Maybe you should um, upholster the walls in that same rug. <laughs> you can use it as mommy's rubber room when you're yeah. having that moment. It's yeah. Like home. yeah. <laughs> you play in here today. No, but I have, I am a big fan of the rug. I just never used to have rug pads, really. Oh, any, anywhere. Well, I would have. They're just important. Never, but this has made me a believer. So now I'm. I tell everyone that's having a kid to put it in their nursery because it really does. When they're falling over, you feel so bad. She's Don't a she? real believer. So now now you can just like push her Sell down it, and you're like, you're fine. It's on Amazon. It's not yeah. even Ballard. It's She's not- selling like Amazon stuff. No, you know, I, I read about it. No, I read about it on Emily Henderson's blog. She put it in her family room and – just thought, oh, well, that's clever. And so I put one in the nursery. And now I'm like, oh, I need them under every rug. Yeah. Mine so. was always like, again, when you tried and it's like a, like a flat weave or something and it just slides and you're, yeah. what? No, I can't uh-huh. live this way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it would work under a flat weave? Mm-hmm. Oh, and would it work under a dining table? Are your legs going to mush into your memory foam? It's not that soft. I oh. mean, it's not, you're not going to see like indentations or anything. Okay. It's just, it makes the rug feel extra plush, I think. All right. Um, I might need one in my dining room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you helped also, me today, Caroline. Thank you. I will say I, I had the half inch in my nursery, but in our master, I did the quarter inch. So Got it. <laughs> if you there's variety. I like it. Uh, yes. We're less plush, obviously. In Amazon, room. she's going to touch well, Caroline. She yes. needs a commission check. Yes. She... <laughs> Seriously? Are you wait? Are you one of those secret buyer shoppers <laughs> that writes reviews? No, but I should do. I think I think you can do an affiliate link in your Amazon and get a commission. I just I haven't done that. It's what? Feels, I don't feels even gross. know what that is, but I like it. It's gonna help me. It make means that money. I get a commission, or theoretically, I would get a commission if I posted about it. But that feels wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back into your Instagram because I had more questions. Well, I wanted to talk about tile because I thought, yeah, that was our other question. You take some risks with your backsplash tiles and the tiles in the kitchen. So I wanted to hear, you know, how you, I don't know, how you kind of. Because people are afraid. Yeah. I feel like that's a hard sell, you know, Mm -hmm. going glamorous with your tile or metallic, you know, that. First of all, tell us your mentality behind it, and then how do you convince people? <laughs> well, I think that 
sometimes I get a little pushback when I'm doing a presentation and things are initially, because I like to do things in layers. But while I'm presenting in layers, I also have kind of that global overview of how the space is going to look. So I kind of give it in like sprinkles because a lot of it is, I mean, you're hiring me as a designer to go outside the box. Right. So most of what I'm presenting is something that they've never thought of. So I kind of go easy in in the level of, you know, in their design, you know, emotional home, if you will. So sometimes I'm presenting and it's like, but I need more of this and I need more. And I'm always like, listen. There's plenty of opportunities to layer in some things. I like to design a, a room or a kitchen, for that matter, where you're there's a lot of things to look at, but not one thing is like glaring at you, mm-hmm. right? So everything is just really soft and, and amazing, and you're always looking at something different. So sometimes it's like, oh, but it's white cabinets and it's a warm, you know, um, aged oak island. Isn't that boring? No, 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 honey, wait. Then we do the wall color. Then we do the lighting. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's just more layers. So I kind of I do it in baby steps. And then the those accents become where it speaks to you. Like, wh- like I feel like in a kitchen, what are you going to do? Are you going to reinvent the wheel? You're going to have orange cabinets? No, we're not going to have orange cabinets. Good. Well, we're going to do, <laughs> you know, we're going to do I'm something sure really great mm-hmm. in, in, in the backsplash. And so I take those other areas and, and make them, you know, really special. So I love water jets. Marble, ba- you know, the water, the, the water jet marble mosaics. Oh. Uh, mm. Yes, I'm obsessed. And then, you know, layer in a brass inlay in there. Forget it. It's like amazing. Forget right? it. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't sound like you're, it sounds like your clients are very, they've hired you because they want what you bring when the, in that glamour factor. So they're not yes. afraid. No, no. I, I'm really lucky in that. You know, it's taken, um, you know, I've been in business a while and it's, I, I think I've really earned that title with my portfolio and, and just who I am as a person, who I am as a designer, that I'm really lucky to have some amazing clients who really trust in what it is that I'm going to, you know, give them. So while they have a ton of input and, you know, they have, you know, their vision, they really trust that I'm going to carry out their vision in a way that is going to exceed their expectations because mm-hmm. that's what it's really about. Right. right. And do you do this in baths as well? Do you I have do. the same kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that said, I, I personally love the glam factor. And generally, people are attracted to the designer by their own taste. And you have like-minded taste. But there's a lot of um, contemporary that I do, too. There's a lot of I, – I, I actually – while my house is glammy, I have a lot of French-inspired things, too, from, like, the old world and rustic. So um, I have barn beams on my morning room ceiling from a mushroom barn here in Kennet Square. And cool. so, you know, I can do it all. But, yes, my sweet spot is, like – Glam central, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but in a really sophisticated way, right? You know, I it think is, that's important because yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes you can overdo it in a way that you know it's overpowering and it becomes a little um, you know heavy over time. Right. So I think there's a right way to do it. Yeah. Um, do you find you put chandeliers over tubs if you do like a yes, freestanding tub? Girl. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just yes. confirming. Can yes. you do that with code? Do you have to well, do it after they you leave? Do it after the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was wondering about that. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, there you go. There you go. Um, I also, <laughs> you had on your Instagram um, a photo of a, it's pretty much a white bathroom, but you had a cabinet put in that's brown, like a just a dark brown cabinet that's literally flush with the wall. Like it's oh, built yes. in. It's a linen closet. A linen closet. Yeah. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Who wants like the six panel door when you can have that? 
Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we recessed it in the wall. We put the antique mirror on it. And now you have this beautiful armoire that functions as a linen closet. So what did you actually sink a armoire into there or did you build like a... I or, yeah. sketched it, built it. So cool. You know, AutoCAD, sketch, AutoCAD, <laughs> engineering. Yeah. <laughs> Done. A great carpenter. No, it's such a cute idea. I like the way it's just like flush to the wall. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, plus, drawers are so much more functional than just doors. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially I think I for little teeny bath products. Mm-hmm. Even in kitchens, I prefer drawers. Although, let me mm-hmm. ask you a question. I want to. I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Okay. Do you like a medicine cabinet in the bathroom? No, not in mine. <gasps> I have it in my guest bathroom. I don't have it in my. I didn't. I never grew up with one, so it's never. It's never even been. I love one, and my new one, my new bathroom doesn't have one, and I hate it. Because mm-hmm. what did you put in there? Because it's shallow, mm-hmm. and so it's perfect to where all your bottles stand up. There's only one deep. But you're limiting all your beautiful mirror choices by doing that. I know, but there are some mm-hmm. good. There's some good um, <laughs> medicine cabinets, and you can have. Okay, you know who did a great one is. Um, Phil, our Phil Lancaster, Phil Lancaster, Lancaster who, was on the, uh-huh. who was on the podcast, and we did we go through his house? Yeah, you and the we did. We did a tour okay. of his home. So he did something really clever, and he basically had it. He had, well, I guess the sink was sort of built in. There weren't edges, you know. It there was wall all around the sink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was countertop. Yes, and then he put in a mirror flush on the wall just mounted to the wall but then he put a second mirror so it was like two layers of mirror so you opened your medicine cabinet right and then there was still mirror all around so you kind of couldn't see the mirror you know what i'm talking about it was yes. recessed the the depth of the medicine cabinet was recessed in the wall yes got it yes. but then there was a be, mirror there was a mirror all but around the exterior the so it was it was mirror the wall was mirrored and then the yes. mirror Oh, okay. so, could, so there was no frame okay. on the medicine cabinet, or maybe there was a small frame. Okay, but because it was also mirrored on the wall, you had no idea. Yeah, you had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so, is that what you did in your home? No, I'm. It's on our list. I'm, yeah. I'm complaining because I don't have because <laughs> because it's the perfect. It's really the perfect storage for all your your potions. Your potions. Right. So yes. you you yes. don't like them because you feel like it, it limits your style. Yes. Okay. Well, not because fair. of that's the really function fair. of it or anything like that. Yeah, just the style. I think I think there's better. I think there's a better way to get the function out of it in yeah. in little drawers or, or such. The way that you build the the vanity underneath of it or the True. cabinets around it. Yeah. You know what someone else did? Now that I'm thinking about it, um, Lauren Lease. She is a designer in D.C., and she did the master bath at the Southern Living Idea House. And she took one of our our mirrors, and she had that mounted onto a medicine cabinet that was flush. Oh, okay. So, I love that. So it's, you just glue it on or however, yeah, screw it on. Yeah, you just hinges onto a regular mirror. Oh, Cover got it. the medicine cabinet, so then you just open the mirror like a regular medicine cabinet. But mm-hmm. it's a decorative mirror. That's very clever. Anyways, very clever. No loss of style there. So... I'll, I'll put a photo of that. All right. It. And maybe you have a project at home for yourself. Yeah. I know, but see, here's the thing. I think there are probably studs there. Probably. So I probably can't yeah. do it. But I'm annoyed. Anywho. You don't know that yet. You That's can true. Don't it. give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Girl. I do like them recessed if you're going to have them. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. It has to be recessed. Yeah. No, I have two that are not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After I'm like, they have to be, except for mine. <laughs> we were talking the other day, too, because we were uh, about people who are doing new homes, and 
I feel like we all like a walk-in shower at this point. Mm -hmm. But you also kind of need a tub, like in the house. Like what for babies to bathe or something? Dogs. I feel like it's just like a good thing to have as As the option. What if you want to take a bath? Or, or if you just want to take a bath. So, obviously, too, they're doing lots where they have the where they have just a standing tub alone, which is definitely amazing looking. But I was just you questioning your, if people are not – You don't want your parents' corner jacuzzi? Yes, You're not she does. Do I did admit to them the other day my parents' house was built in the 1980s. They have a green – one of those, like, 80s. Mm. Green corner. Are you putting those in? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are taking them out. Yes. So are people walking away from bathtubs or they are? For the most part, but I feel like there's also a considerable amount. There's probably an equal amount of those who take it out of the master bath and have a great big walk-in to those who have the standalone and have then the big shower Mm -hmm. too if room permits. Yeah. I think that most people like the standalone tubs. For me personally, I like the undermount tubs because I want to... I want a place to really sink in. I need, I want a ledge for my candle, for my bottle yeah. of wine. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. real folks. Yeah. You know, I need like a working space. And if I'm going to take the time as a, you know, a mom of five, I want to sit down and really enjoy myself for mm-hmm. a bit. Right. So I, I need, I like having that deck there, but not the corner deck and, you know, <laughs> not the air bubble whirlpool, whirlpool tub. Um, there's, there's air bubbles now that. Right. that work just as well that don't have like the crud that comes out and all the maintenance that the whirlpools used to have Mm. but that being said i mean i just did two bathrooms that had a metallic finish a silver metallic Mm. standalone tub i mean it was like out of this world gorgeous really Mm -hmm. i have seen that here and there i think Mm -hmm. one i saw two had a black enamel on the bottom you know? Yeah, you on know the outside. I mean. Yeah. Karen's looking at me like I'm mm-hmm. saying. Matte, so, probably matte. Matte. Yeah. Bl- yeah. Is it white on the inside? Yeah. Yeah. But the, it just looks. Hmm. Is it porcelain? What are these tubs made out of these days? I don't even Ceramic, know. I Ceramic, I think. Ceramic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's like a tile. So it's baked on like a ceramic yes. tile. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I'm okay. having a hard time. Does it does it look <laughs> Do like it was like dipped you? and painted? Does it go all the way to this up top, it's or is it like painted. three fourths of the Give way? Give me up? a brand. I'm googling it. Uh, Victoria and Albert. Go on their Insta. They have gorgeous tubs. Oh, in fact, I'm doing a version of an emerald green in my new showroom. Ooh. Ooh. My, yes. Now, Victoria can you do any Albert paint color there? Any color you want. <gasps> yes. Awesome. That's so really fun. cool. Did you find it for me yet, Taryn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Get in there. Oh. That is like, oh, I'm following them today. I like the sage green Okay, so one. this, uh, but black. Okay, yeah. I get it. Oh, go, that's what my They're like thoughts. three down. Go like three down from there. Oh, okay. okay. We're on. This, so those baths are so good. Thank you. Mm, oh, I see. Yes. Okay. And so I they're doing it. a custom color for you? That's super yes. fun. That's fabulous. What else are you going to do? And like, how do you picture a bathroom with that? Oh. What else is in there? Like yeah. white and gold. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so, I talk would... to me about the showroom. Is this really just a place where you, I guess, try to show your clients before what they're the possibilities? What you can, yeah, the possibilities. Yeah, my showroom. Um, I've been in my current space for five years, and my I'm fitting up a new space and in a great location, um, more intrinsic kind of value and such. And so, my current showroom that I'm in now had a large working kitchen and had 
interior displays. And it was really kind of like walking into my house. So you really knew what you were walking into and kind of what the feel. So while the kitchen was one kitchen, it had a number of vignettes that all kind of went as one. So you could, I could showcase different door styles and finishes and materials and things, but in one cohesive space, which is really what I love to do anyway. And that's what shows in a lot of my projects. So the new space is bigger space and I get to showcase it is one big kitchen, but there are five. There's three hoods and two islands and other vignettes, but that all speak to each other that are all super different. And it has all those trends that I just spoke about, like the metal inlays and the um, now like the French oaks and the light and warm oaks rather than the um, walnuts and cherries. Mm-hmm. And then I have three amazing hoods. My kitchens, you'll see, um, if you look through them enough and get familiar with my designs, I always have, my the hood is the focal. Mm. Usually, mm-hmm. um, in my neck of the woods, we're using we're I'm always doing a forty eight or sixty a forty eight or sixty inch range. So the ventilation above it is you know massive. Mm-hmm. And who wants that like, uh, you know, a fifty four inch stainless steel hunk of chimney, right? right? So this needs to be the main event here because it's right. a large invest. You know, it's a large part of the kitchen. So I like to do something really you know special. So I get to yeah. showcase that. That's cool. Now. Are there no alternatives to? Hoods like that? None. None. Yeah. Interesting. Marbles, yeah. metals, woods, mm-hmm. uh, you name it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just mean and no, and no hood. Is there an alternative to, to there, having to no, no hood? hood? Yeah. A downdraft. Yeah. Um, they don't work as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and that usually is typically yeah. for island cooking. I, I, I try to get yeah. away from that because mm-hmm. yeah. at your island, you want to be serving and using it and you want to be, you know, right. engaging you with guests. fish. And, Right. right. Nobody's sitting there going, well, hey, you know, as you're. Well, it's hard because you want to use something. that space. My parents yeah. have right. that in their house. And mom's always like, don't get it on the range part. And you're like, but I, uh, there's no space. The island was supposed to be the space. Right. right. So don't get it on the range. It's counterintuitive. Yeah. Oh, well, she has the one that's just like a glass panel. Oh, uh-huh. and it scratches. Yes, and it scratches. So yes. she's always like, don't put that pan on there. And you're like, but it's a pan. Right, I've got to cook. Just, she had to get rid of all of her cast irons because, like, it would, like, scratch that. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, See? man. I can't live without my cast iron. Well. Yes. Love it. <laughs> I think that should, we should do some questions. Let's do a dilemma for you. We're going to ask you a dilemma oh, and you goodness. have to solve it. Okay. It's a listener dilemma. Yes. Yes. Okay, we have two today. Um, the first is from Phyllis, um, and she. <laughs> what? I just like the name Phyllis. I do too. Isn't Phyllis. that a character on The Office? Yes. I was gonna make a joke about this was from Phyllis. Yes. Wait, who's is... Phyllis in The Office? We yeah, don't know Phyllis. The no, the no. show oh. The Office. Oh. <laughs> well, we're near Scranton because we're in Pennsylvania, so I was gonna make the joke, and then I saw it was stretched too far. Sorry. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is from Phyllis. Um, And she writes, I have a north-facing bedroom that gets little to no light. Directly behind it is a bathroom painted um, Sherwin-Williams Tame Teal. The bedroom has white furniture with a hint of gray on the top surface. Can you suggest a bedroom color that would brighten the bedroom a little and complement the bathroom? Can I show you all this Tame Teal color? Oh, Oh, yeah. She pulled up Tame Teal. Tame Teal. Oh. Oh, it's vibrant. It's um. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I would say you can go with um, Benjamin Moore Classic Gray. It's on the white spectrum, but when applied to the walls, it's going to give you a hint of that 
that's a very cool teal. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be in that same, you know, color tone. So I, you can do the, um, the classic gray, or you can do Nimbus, Nimbus gray. Okay, oh, Nimbus gray. I love it. I like that mane. I do, I do too. I have to say, I would only choose a paint color if it also had a good mane. I, I think the name's definitely it helps matters. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Like dirt brown, no. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not in on that. Moldy green, no. Good to know. Point. Right, depression <laughs> gray. Right, depression, depression gray. gray. I oh love it. Gosh. So I can't wait. Ever. Right. <laughs> All right, we have one more question for you today because you answered that one spot on. Yeah, that was um, softball. This is from Venkatesh. I think that's how you Venkatesh, say it. Venkatesh, I'd say, yeah. It's, Uh, I hope I said your name right. Um, I have a living room and a bedroom with no ceiling lights at all. I am renting this place. What type of lights do you recommend? I have a fireplace in my living room that I won't be using at all. So anything to go with this style. Also, my bedroom has my study table too. So is there anything specific that you recommend? Hmm. Okay. Okay, but why? So the bedroom has no lights. She's renting it. I'm renting this. I have a fireplace in my living Mm. room. That I won't be. Oh, she won't use the fireplace. I thought she was saying she wouldn't use the living room. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. So, anything to go with this style? What style? Fireplace style. She sent a photo. I think she's having trouble. No, I think she's having trouble figuring out the the lighting. The lighting. The lighting is the issue. Okay. okay. So, if I'm renting a place, so I can't put in anything, what can I do? I mean, I think really just floor and table lamps, right? right? Yeah. Tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are a few sconces. I think we even sell some that plug in. No? Yes, yeah. there are plug-in sconces. But then you do leave a hole. Well, but if you have, say, you put them behind, well, a hole just with to drill, hanging it on, to the put on the wall. Yeah. Oh. But if you, like, say, for instance, you have a tall headboard, you could hide the cords behind that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So That's maybe a good point. to mm-hmm. put a couple over your headboard you with that. art between it and then bedside lamps and. Yeah, you need you need a lot of lamps. How many lamps do you think? We don't know the size of her bedroom, but let's let's just say it's a, a medium. There's a bedroom, maybe <laughs> a dresser. Speaking. Well, right, it depends on size. Yeah. So you could do two lamp. You could do two lamps on each nightstand, and a, that two match. lamps on each nightstand. No, I'm sorry. One. Good <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> <we're gonna laughs> She's like, okay, fine, three on each nightstand. <laughs> One on each nightstand, and then you could do yeah. one on the dresser, and the one on the dresser could be taller and of like a different nature than the two that are mm-hmm. matchy on the night on the night tables. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah. The other thing you can do, since you don't have a, a light switch when you walk in the room to turn on all your light, and you'd have to wander around the room and turn it on lamp by lamp. Oh, is what you, you're doing? You could get the remote. So you can plug them in, and then you get one remote. You walk in the room, and it turns on all your lights. So oh, there you go. And then when you go to bed, you can. Yeah. Turn it off. So it's like the modern-day clapper. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> the modern-day clapper. <laughs> and I think if she has a space that has, like, a little chair, maybe next to a dresser or something, you could do a floor lamp would look yeah, really good, right. too. Mm-hmm. Get, yeah, get some surfaces in there and fill each of them with at least one lamp. Yes. Yeah. Um, one thing I've seen, Emily Henderson does this occasionally. She'll do a sconce probably three quarters of the way up the wall and then underneath it a big painting and then under and that's both of those are sort of centered under like a console table or something Mm. and so if you did your sconce like that you could hide the cord behind the art art, and Mm. then behind the console console and you wouldn't notice it all that much yeah true that's perfect Man, we did it for her. Thank you so much (laughs) let me ask you all a question what wattage do you normally use I don't know now. A lot of times we use LED, but in like your bedroom lights. 
Do you have 60? 60? Okay. I have it. So, you know, it's what do you call multiple. That? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I, I'm not reading, but I and I want sort of dimmer light in there just so it's pretty. Right. Um, so what do you call that? Three, like a three-way bulb. There, there we go. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what range in three-way? Well, I like everything to be like 15 sometimes. So it's really, really low. And I think it goes 15, 45, 60 so. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. I, I, I've been recently testing out wattages and trying to figure out what I like. Are you it, reading in there or is what it? Differs, it differs depending on the room, right? So I got some three ways that are higher wattage and I put those in the guest room and now I'm thinking, oh, that's the wrong place. I need to put them in the living room. Put the low ones in the guest room. Anywho, mm. I'm just curious. It is. Options. It's a, it's a dance. Nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Tell everyone, Jennifer, where they can find you, follow you, see your work, all that good stuff. They can find me at um, Rittenhouse Home is my tag name on Insta, Facebook, and Rittenhouse Home is my website as well, rittenhousehome.com. All right, cool. Awesome. And Thank my you showroom's for located us. in North State Street in Newtown, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. It's great have it was great to talk to you ladies. Thanks for having me. We it was really it. fun. It was. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Please leave us a five-star review in your podcast app. <laughs> or whatever you'd like. Or six. <laughs> that doesn't exist. I'm telling you, I'm asking for what we want. That's right. Put it out <laughs> Put in the world. Put it out in the world. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, please, but please leave us a review. It does help people find the show, and that is very helpful to us because we want everyone to listen. And, of course, send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net, and we'll answer it on a future episode. One of our very talented designers will give you some suggestions to make your room fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, of course, find the show notes at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.